Welcome back with another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We have a little bit of a new look if you're on the uh, visual YouTube side of things. <clears throat> and uh, this has been our first show since before the March Madness tournament. I've been sick. And you can probably hear it. And as the show goes on, you're going to hear it more. I've been sick since the first weekend of the tournament. And this is the first week I've actually felt good enough to do it. Um, <laughs> it was a great tournament. Um, not yes. for anybody's brackets, but it was a fun yeah. tournament to watch. Um, you know, a lot of upsets. And and I was talking to a, a couple people, um, my fiance being one of them who won um, – one of our bracket challenges, not through Godzilla media, but she did one um, through my parents' work. Um, then she won, she just won $320. Um, yeah. Uh, this yes. was the year that this was the year that Taylor, I, it's like the less you watched basketball this year, the better off you were because Logic did not apply. Like Duke making it to the Final Four, we were wondering if they'd make it out of the first round. Uh, I, I mean, you, you you look at Arizona, one of the most dominant teams in all of basketball, loses in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Kentucky loses to say now nobody had St. Peter's doing what they did, but no. um, Kentucky losing, UNC going on a crazy run. I mean, it was just one after the other. Um, just crazy tournament in the national championship game last night um was phenomenal yeah no it was a great tournament overall um but yeah i mean it makes it it's just funny because i mean you and i spent what an hour and 45 ish minutes breaking yeah, down the entire it was after the first weekend i my <laughs> yeah exactly. iowa uh, iowa crushed me man me too yeah i was I devastated know. I was devastated I about it. Your bracket was devastated. But that that's the thing is this this tournament is so hard to predict because it's not like in the NBA, obviously, like you're not getting a series. In a series, normally, like I'd say eight or nine times out of ten, the best team is going to win, regardless. Mm-hmm. In a tournament that's one game, like just anything can happen in one game. And like it just if you have a hot shooting night you happen to be playing well on defense whatever it may be if you just have the energy on one particular night over another team st peter's against kentucky they st peter's just brought it they had the energy they executed well they had a game plan and they followed it and i mean that's the thing it's just one game it's one game anyone can win one game and, and the thing about the tournament is you you have all of these programs that you've never really heard about. Like I, I didn't know St. Peter's was a place, and they're in they're in Jersey. I mean, I should know, yeah, I know. that St. Peter's is a thing. Um, and it, it just seemed like a lot of the logic. And I go back to Duke. Like you watch Duke, uh, and they 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 were unwatchable in the second half of the season. Um, they they didn't seem like they were putting it together. They lost badly to UNC to end the regular season, stumbled well, in the ACC <laughs> tournament, and everybody was talking about all this great run that Virginia Tech was going to go on because they're playing as good a basketball as anybody in the country. They didn't even beat Texas in the first round. So, I like, know. I mean, it just it, – it was crazy to see just the – and this was by far um, my worst bracket. 
I don't, <laughs> I never have done this bad before. Um, it, it was, you just have those years that not a lot of logic is, is there. And I mean, obviously, you know, in the end, the championship as it usually is are two um, very solid, good programs. And that was the mm -hmm. case with um, Kansas and UNC and a, a hell of a run for UNC, but Kansas um, clearly, I mean, proved me wrong. I really didn't expect them to make a deep run into the tournament. I just thought they were flawed. Um, this is a different style Bill Self team that typically Kansas has that's usually loaded with the five-star, four-star recruits. I mean, this was a bunch of three-star, four-star guys that really had to work together <clears throat> to get this done, and they did. Um, it was gritty. Um, I took uh, Kansas live money line at halftime when they were down Oof. 15. Uh, so Damn. I was, so I'm I wish I had, I wish pretty I ecstatic had. about that. Um, on it. But um, it, it was, it was a great championship and uh, yeah, Kansas has the national champions back to back years for the big 12. Yeah. It's funny how the, I mean the tournament, like that's why they call it madness, right? It's March madness. Mm -hmm. And like just that anything can happen, but <clears throat> you're right. When it comes down to the end, like when you, when you're getting down to the final four, it's like you know, it's usually the top seeds. Like there's gonna be a one seed in there, maybe two, maybe even three sometimes. Um, but like it, it's just it, you. It's one of the hardest things in all of sports to predict, and that's why you know the odds of getting a perfect bracket are like one in a trillion or something crazy like that. Get a better um, chance of getting struck by lightning. Yeah, probably more than once. Um, <laughs> literally like you it's probably more likely you get struck by lightning twice than you get everything a perfect bracket and that's why companies or whatever will be like oh we'll pay you a million dollars it's like you're not gonna have to pay that it's meaningless that's um, why yeah. that's why they say that's why they say it they're like yeah this ain't gonna happen never yeah, in a million exactly. years you could flip a coin and you'd probably have better luck than like in this tournament especially if you just picked them if you just flipped a coin you might have just as better as, as good as odds as, as us trying to predict it through analysis um but yeah then the national championship game last night was an epic one it was one for the books it was as you said a gritty win um by kansas and just i don't know man there, like so many things went into that game um like the injury uh to becott that we thought uh, well if he hadn't gotten injured he uh, UNC might have won the whole thing, and then I don't know if you see. Did you see the footage of? Yeah, the I was gonna say exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say, did you see the footage of like the loose floorboard that basically caused his injury, sure which is did. just sure did. Like I don't, I don't know, whoever was in charge well, of that. You well, had one job. The the thing, the thing that confuses me, and I understood it like when. <clears throat> these games were in the football stadiums. Like the final four was at AT&T stadium. The final four was um, at Lucas oil stadium. They, they had been putting them in the football state, but this is new Orleans. There is a basketball arena there. And like, why aren't you like, I get it. You want to get fans in, you want to get more people than an average NBA game will bring in. So they extend the seats out and they put this elevated NBA or not NBA court, but basketball court. And I never understood that because the, it's not as secure. And obviously your professionals, this is supposed to happen. This is a rare incident, but I mean, 
this is kind of what you get for trying to get creative. Yeah, and you wonder if the NCAA is going to to change, if they're going to crack down on this. Because, I mean, I feel like something has to happen. Like, you, you can't just leave that stand, let that stand no. and just like, because the, it totally changed the entire face of the, of the game. Like, you give credit to Kansas, obviously, for the comeback, but like, you know, if you hadn't got uh, injured. Baycott's one of their top two most important players. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's arguably their MVP. And so, like, you take him out and you have no idea what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's just – it's unfortunate to see the championship uh, hinge on an injury like that, especially one – I mean, no injury is good. But this one just seems worse just because it was, like, completely preventable. Yeah. Uh, great college basketball season. It was good to see fans back in. I mean, this was the first year in three years that we got to see um, fans in the March Madness games. Like last year, we didn't have fans. And then obviously the year before, we didn't have anything. So it was good to see the March Madness atmosphere back with all the bands and the cheerleaders and, you know, Mm. just everybody getting crazy for those underdogs. Like you didn't even have to be a fan of these underdog programs. It always happens that you see everybody going crazy. March Madness is awesome. And if there's like two random days to take off during the year from work, it's the first Thursday and Friday of the tournament. It's just awesome. Yeah. Like I, I like watching St. Peter's like win beat Kentucky. And then they, run, the, so they run over, they so run over to like the, fa- the fan section. Yeah. yeah. The, Kentucky was in my five. Kentucky I was know my when that happened, I thought yeah, of you. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure Bryce had Kentucky like going to the final. Four, I, so. I started perfect. I was like 11 for 11. Then back to back Iowa and Kentucky <sighs> lost. Just like that, half your bracket, gone. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like, and then it's it's just, yeah, you're right. Having the fans there, having like, uh, especially like just to support these, like, I don't want to call them kids because they're not really kids, young adults, I guess. Um, But like to have the fans there to really amp them up, it's just got to be like such an experience. It's different. It's different than playing in front. It's different than playing in front of an empty gym. I mean, of course, that's why the bubble, the bubble season in the NBA is like so highly, yeah, highly. It was fraudulent. No, no. I see a lot of people yeah, say yeah, that, yeah. And, and it's just anybody, not true. Anybody but Lakers and Heat fans will say <laughs> that it was fraudulent. No, it was different, but everyone had the same challenge. Oh, we can get into it, but I just think we should probably move on. We should because uh, starting <laughs> on Thursday, we have baseball, Taylor. We have meaningful baseball, and I mean, we, we let the – off season after the lockout ended play out spring training spring train training has played out <laughs> and what we're gonna do as long as i have somewhat of a voice and you all can bear hearing the awfulness coming out of my mouth today um we're gonna go division by division look at the divisions predict the winner of each division and then we're gonna pick the winners of each um pennant and World Series, predict some MVP and Cy Youngs, and we'll hop on out of here. So let's get right to it, Taylor. The MLB 2022 
uh, preview uh, just because I feel nice today. Where we'll start in the American League and we'll start with the AL East, which is <laughs> all of a sudden a very loaded division. And um, I'm I'm not really breaking any news here when it's you know, when I'm saying it's not the Yankees division either, like the Yankees are going to be struggling to win this division this year. I think there is a clear top team in everybody's minds. That would be the Toronto blue Jays. We'll get into it. Um, but then you have a month, a bunch of, you have three teams really after that, that they could come in any order. And really, I mean, any of these four teams that we're about to name could win the division and it wouldn't shock me. Um, but to me, talent-wise, the Blue Jays are the best team. And then you have the combination of the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Rays there that really are going to be beating each other up all year long, um, trying to chase down, I, I mean, I would expect two, maybe even three playoff spots coming out of this division. Um, but I, when I'm looking at this, uh, Toronto is the team for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that the Yankees are, but I'm realistic and I'm not going to say that um but i could easily see boston slipping into that top spot too as much as i hate that um like i i don't want to say that the yankees might be the worst team but like until they prove it to me that they can actually play at a high level and consistently um i, I don't know they they they're not the top and i don't think they're particularly close um but yeah i i, I definitely i think i'd give it to toronto the way I, I the way I look at it, like the Blue Jays, they were already a very young team that were close to making the postseason last year. Um, the noticeable change this season was though that Toronto kind of got those pieces to put them over the top. They went and got Matt Chapman from Oakland. Um, by the way, I don't know what the hell Oakland's doing, but um, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, they. They have Vlad Guerrero Jr., George Springer, Bo Bichette, um, Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel. Their rotation is very deep. They have Jose Barrios. Uh, they brought in Kevin Gosman. Uh, this is a Toronto team. They're going to have thump. They have the fielding, and they have the pitching to win a lot of games. And when I look at what the Yankees did, and you know, obviously being in New York, we're going to talk about the Yankees more than really any of the other teams here in this division. But the Yankees, to me, like even with an offseason short of major acquisitions, it should be in the thick of the American League picture. But like I, they don't have what it takes. I, it's just the same. It seems like a hamster in a wheel with the Yankees. Like they have the great lineup. You have a bunch of question marks at the in the pitching in the pitching rotation. You have Jordan Montgomery and Luis Severino. Those are your best starters behind Garrett Cole. Now that doesn't scream a lot of. I mean, you may like Montgomery, you may like him, but I don't know if he can be relied on as your two. Luis Severino, you don't really know what Sevy you're going to get at this point. Um, and to address their need at shortstop, they lost out to Boston for Trevor Story and ended up having to trade for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Now, I like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. I do, and I think he's really good. I think he's a good defensive piece, but he's no Trevor Story. Um, all I mean, 
this is this is just enough for the Yankees to jog in place. Like it's not going to put them over the top. This is a this is a ninety to ninety five win team at best that's going to be fighting for a wild card spot to me. And that's not what you like to hear if you're a Yankees fan. That's not what you're used to hearing if you're a Yankees fan. But that's the reality. Well, the thing is, I think I'm getting used to hearing it the last couple of years because there's always this optimism. Um, of like, you know, like every time it's like, oh, this is our year. And like, now we're going to be good if everyone just like hits and and like we stay healthy. And then it's like, but you can't expect that because you're always going to get healthy. And, you know, it's baseball is a game of streaks. Like you, 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 some people be hot, some people are cold and they'll flip flop. But to hope that they're all red hot at the same time, and that's what they kind of need to be. Like, they have to have a couple guys like Aaron Judge and whatnot who are, like, really hitting and, like, hitting well and not just striking out every goddamn game. And that's the thing is when your your pitching is not great, you need to at least put up runs to keep up with the other team. If you're not going to be shutting people out um, on, the, on the pitching side, then, yeah, you, you need to put up a lot of points. And I think the Yankees just failed to do that. And so every year it's like, Oh, on paper, they look great. Um, yeah, they sure. They missed out on guys like Trevor story, but like, and they didn't make a big move in the off season. And you wonder as a Yankees fan, what's going on up there. But um, yeah, I, I, I think. And the other thing with um, the Yankees and it's every single year that we go through this, <laughs> the oh, health, God. the health. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, like I can't <laughs> get a better training all, staff. What is happening? It's it's always if with the Yankees, and I, I until they prove that they could stay healthy, I'm just not going to believe in them. Especially when you have a team like the Rays. Like, look, the Rays feel like they are in. You know, they 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 are just the the shiny beacon on the top of the hill for how to run a farm system and bring guys up. The Rays are this team that they just crank talent. They let it go when they know when to let it go. And they bring up the next batch. Um, they may, I mean, they made a run at Freddie Freeman. That's how they feel where they are as a team. And that's not exactly an organization that you go and see, make that big splash. I mean, they, they are, you know, building around Wander Franco, who is unbelievable. They brought in Corey Kluber on a one-year deal. They, they beefed up their bullpen. Um, standard expectation for the Rays pitching to thrive, and this year should be no different. Um, the lineup mostly intact, slugged the same as the Dodgers, and hit one more home run than the Astros last year. So this lineup is lethal. Um, if there's a drop-off, it won't be a drastic one, and that's what I mean. Like, the Blue Jays got better. The Rays stayed the same, if not got better. And you look at the Red Sox, they got better. They're the one winning team in the division that stand to take a step back in a way, though, because of the pitching. They brought in Trevor Story. Um, that's going to inject life into this lineup and that fan base. They brought in Michael Waka, James Paxton, Rich Hill to one-year contracts. Um, they did lose Eduardo Rodriguez to free agency. But, like, in this deep division, those three teams, can you confidently say the Yankees are better than any one of them? No. The only team no. you could definitely say they're better than is Goss's <laughs> Orioles. So always like, will be. Always and, will be. And always will be. So, like, <laughs> um, it's just going to be – it's going to be tough. 
There's always one, right? There's always yeah. one. Thank God. Uh, Thank um, God for the Orioles, you know? Well, the Yankees even though they to lose. I, I, I was going to say. They struggle against the Orioles. Like, I was gonna, I was about to say that, except for the fact that the Orioles usually somehow beat the Yankees in-game. But we always, you know, have the better record. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It, it feels like the Yankees are trying to be the Rays. Like, they're trying to mold themselves into, let's bring up our guys, and we trust our guys in development. We can develop. We don't have to spend a lot of money on a Trevor Story. And I'm just like, you can do that. That's an option. But you're not that good at it. You're okay, <laughs> but you're not that good at it. And so until you start proving that you're good at it, why not mix in, pepper in some free agents? As Get my story. As my good buddy, he lives down in New York. I went to school with him, graduated with him. He's a diehard Yankees fan. He says, enough is enough. Let's just start being the goddamn Yankees again. Like, he, and yeah, I agree. I, I don't blame him, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But when it comes to picking a winner in this division, Taylor, I, I, I kind of let it leak out who I thought. I'm going with Toronto in the ALEs to win the division. I think I'm going to go with the Rays because we've already seen them do it. Um, I won 100 games last year. I, they they can definitely be that team again. And like you said, oh, they, they at least stayed the same, if not got better. Um, you know, bringing in who they brought in, getting Corey Kluber. Um, I think it's going to only help the team. And so I, I definitely think it'll be a close race, but I think the Rays pull out of it and pull it out. All right, so let's head to the AL Central. <clears throat> um, the White Sox are obviously the cream of the crop for in, in most people's eyes there in that division. But you also have, you know, a, a Twins team that surprised a lot of people getting Carlos Correa. You have a Tigers team that's young and got Javi Baez and seemed to be turning that corner from being the basement of that division. You have the Royals who all of a sudden, when you look at their lineup, it ain't that bad. Um, and they, they're they starting off the season bringing up very exciting prospect and Bobby Witt. Uh, they brought back Zach Greinke uh, to head that rotation. The only team is the Cleveland Guardians now. Um, <laughs> the Cleveland Guardians are going to probably bring up the rear of this division. But when you look at this division, Taylor, I have a hard time when you look at the White Sox, Eloy Jimenez is back and going to be fully healthy. Uh, you, you have Luis Robert, who is a sneaky MVP candidate this year. Um, they the, the division got better, but the White Sox, to me, are still the class of this division. The offense shouldn't be a problem, um, and their their rotation, to me, is is – Still very good, led by Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel, um, Michael Kopech you have now in the starting rotation. This is a White Sox team that a lot of people last year liked to make a push for the World Series, and I, they certainly have the talent to do it again. Yeah, I would totally agree that they are the cream of the crop in that division, and they picked up, picked up Joe Kelly, um, who shores up the back end of their bullpen. Um, and I just like Joe Kelly a lot. Um, that bullpen's loaded. They, yeah. they, they dumped Craig Kimbrell because they didn't need him. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I'll say it right now. I'm going to predict that the, the White Sox are going to win this division because 
Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just, mean, the, just the class of it, like you said. I mean, we're not going to spend much time on it, but I mean, the Twins got some nice pieces. Yeah, they got Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshel from the Yankees. They brought in Carlos Correa, but they're not there yet. Um, <clears throat> they're they're a threat. Um, but yeah, they could be very sneaky, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. But but like they don't have much pitching. They don't have much, you know, to be desired there. And then you look at the Tigers. Um, this should be a better team. I think they're still a year away, though. Like they brought in Javi Baez, um, signed Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, they're they're starting off the year with Torkelson starting up at the big club at first base. Um, you still got Mickey there. You've got a bunch of young pitchers. I mean, led by Casey Mize. There's a very exciting group of pitchers there in Detroit. I just don't think they're there yet. And then kind of the same thing with the Royals. Um, Bobby Witt, uh, you got you got a couple more prospects that are going to be coming up at some point in the year. Like I said, they brought Grunke in. They still have Ben Attendee in the lineup as well. Um, Salvador Perez, one of the better catchers in all of uh, baseball. So the Royals are going to be competitive. Uh, and then the Guardians, there's just not much to be excited about with them right now. It's hard to compare them to the rest of the division because, you, you know, you know they're rebranding. They're they're kind of also rebuilding. They didn't do much in the off season. Um, they could not afford to be quiet and expect improvement, and that's exactly what happened. Um, the Guardians are going to pretty much sit in the basement, I think, for the majority of the year. But I think we both agree that the White Sox are going to win the AL Central. Let's go to the AL West, um, where. It's a very another very good division, Taylor. Um, the Houston Astros, who you know really impressed last year, went to the World Series, lost to the Braves. Um, this is their division to dominate. When a lot of people thought maybe last year was the year of decline, um, they lost Carlos Correa, Correa um, but they have their top prospect in Jeremy Pena, who's supposed to fill in there. Um, Zach Greinke was replaced by getting Justin Verlander back in theory. Mm -hmm. um, they have still very good pitching. Kyle Tucker is a stud. Jordan Alvarez has emerged as an all-star as well. This is still a very good Astros team. Um, also in that division, you have the Angels with the combination of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Um, we're still waiting for them to kind of piece it together. They did bring in Noah Syndergaard. They have Anthony Rendon back. They have a lot of talent. If the if the Angels can't figure it out this year, I, I just have nothing for you. Um, mm -hmm. Seattle was a surprise last year. They're back and added some pieces. Robbie Ray, Adam Frazier, and then the Texas Rangers. Like brought in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Uh, the, so the Rangers are starting to feel themselves again. And then you have the Oakland A's, um, <laughs> who their payroll is the exact same as Bryce Harper's salary will be this year $33 million. That's, the Oakland A's insane. may not win 60 games this year. Um, they, they, oh, they did a full sale. Um, uh, just complete tear it down and move on, uh, <laughs> type, type off season. Uh, so that prints up the rear of the AL West, but, um, outside of them, a lot of good talent here. Yeah. I, I just, the, the A's literally like, they just like clean house, like 
took everything out and they're going to rearrange everything and like Garrett Cole are- and Mike Trout make more. Bryce Harper makes the exact same as what the A's uh, total salary will be this year. So. Yeah, this is um, the definition of what we might call a rebuild. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think in this division, you know, the Astros are always going to be there. But I would really like personally to see uh, the Angels put it together because. Me too. I, I mean, as we've talked about, it's been talked about over and over again that Mike Trout is one of the greatest players to ever play baseball. But like, no one even knows him because the, the A's have just or the uh, Angels have just been irrelevant for so long. And the fact that they have one of the youngest, brightest stars in all of baseball and one of the most exciting players uh, who does something that you know is generational at times. Um, I really want to see them be showcased. I really want to see them go far. I want to see them make the playoffs and make a push in the playoffs. And like, I would love to see them in the world series. It would be great for the sport of baseball because I think that Shohei Otani, even though he can't speak English, who was that? Stephen A who said he couldn't be the face of basketball uh, baseball because he couldn't speak English. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous because I don't care what he speaks. I know what he looks like. And, that's the the only reason I know what he looks like is because he is one of us a superstar that they're marketing to. He, he was on, He's on the, the cover, cover of MLB, MLB the, the show. show exactly, and like great game a, by the way. And I know what Mike Trout looks like, and like I can't, you know, like it. You, people know what they look like. Maybe um, Shohei Otani more than Mike Trout, I would say at this point because of the exposure that he's getting. Um, yeah, so I, I really like to see the Angels pull this uh, this uh, division out, but I don't know. If they will, just because they they historically have just been not as consistent as the Astros. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the Astros um, to win this division. I just think they're the best complete um, team when it comes to their bullpen, when it comes to their pitching, and their lineup is still very lethal. Um, I would like to see the Angels make a push, but I think they are set for a wild card at this point if they do make the playoffs. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and, and say that the Angels will win it. All right. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I'd be all for it. Um, let's go to the National League where uh, <clears throat> you have the NL East, which is another loaded division. Um, obviously, Atlanta, the defending World Series champions. Yep. Uh, you also have – the Phillies, who may have pieced together one of the top lineups in all of baseball. Uh, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Castellanos, uh, JT Riamuto, Reese Hoskins. I, it is a filthy lineup, good pitching. Uh, bullpen is the question mark, so we'll see there. And then you have the Mets, who were the first to do the, quote, Steve Cohen tax. And I and I laughed at everybody that said, oh, the Mets are going to the World Series. Look at the Mets. Watch out for the Mets. It's just like the Yankees. If. Uh, we have not even started the season yet, Taylor, and Jacob deGrom is out for at least two months. Max Scherzer already has a hamstring problem. And uh, the the Mets don't have the lineup to really keep up with the rest of the division. Atlanta and Philly are going to be putting runs up by the dozens some nights. The Mets don't have that lineup. They're relying on that pitching. And if you don't have a healthy DeGrom and a healthy Max Scherzer, that entire game plan has gone out the window. Yeah. Oh, and you uh, have Miami and Washington too. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, when it comes to the Mets, I mean, I I like the attitude. It's the kind of attitude that I wish the Yankees would take at times, just going for it. Um, but in that same vein, you're right. They 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 are injury plagued, just as the Yankees are, and it, it's just Degrom in general. Like he he's, it sucks because he's so good and he's like so ridiculous, but he just can't stay healthy. And that's the thing is like you you're gonna rely down the stretch. Like, this isn't like a fluke injury. This is a stress no. reaction in his throwing shoulder. That's yeah. not good. That's that's I, very concerning. I know. Well, it's just like when you're throwing so hard, like, I mean, that that's it's not natural to throw as hard as he does. And so it, it just seems like his body can't take it, which sucks because he's so incredibly good at the game. And wow. and. And it, you look it at, sucks for the Mets and their fans. And you and you look at Scherzer. He signed that three year, hundred thirty million dollar deal, and he was very good. But he also saw his body really break down as the season went on with the Dodgers last year. He wasn't healthy. He did even miss time um, before the postseason, and he wasn't right in the postseason either. Um, this is, and, and he's not healthy to start the year. He's already has the hamstring issue. So like. But I mean, you kind of put the two and two together that I don't think the Mets are going to be in this picture come September. I think it comes down to Atlanta and Philly. Now, the question is, um, you know, Atlanta, they traded for Matt Olson um, because they lost Freddie Freeman. They were able to bring back Eddie Rosario. This is a very good team. If Atlanta takes any sort of step back, it won't be be because of its own doing. They're going to be very good. The only problem is the division, in my opinion, got better. And especially the Phillies, um, they added the two best hitters on the free agent market this offseason. I mean, you have the reigning MVP at Bryce Harper, um, who's the primary right fielder. You add Kyle Schwarber and Castellanos to rotate the outfield. Um, you know, you have the runner up, Cy Young and Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola should be um, better than he was last year. Very good second half of the rotation bullpen supposed to be better. They brought in Corey Knable and you're as familiar Brad hand to shore up seven, eight, nine innings. Um, the NL East race could turn into one of the more fascinating things to watch this season. Um, I think the Phillies are going to be right there with Atlanta when it comes down to it. And whoever doesn't win the division is certainly going to be one of the wild card teams. Well, I mean, you're definitely. Uh, it's nice to have the the reigning MVP on your team. Um, you can definitely take solace in that. Uh, whether I think Kyle Schwarber and other additions are going to boost the Phillies that much, uh, I don't really think so. I definitely think you'll be competing. I mean, I think you know you and Atlanta will be right there. I mean, Kyle Schwarber is not even the sexier addition. It's Nick Castellanos. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but still, I I just I I think I don't know if you the the Phillies have enough to 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 keep pace with the Braves, but I definitely see you easily in that second spot and could get a wild card position. I, I yeah, I, I definitely think depending on the Mets because I do think if the Mets if Degrom, I mean it's so hard to tell with his injury. Like you I'm said, not, it doesn't done, sound great. No, but like, like like I'm not banking on like. He's I'm not, not even going. I'm just he's saying. not even. He's not even going to it's pick long up the ball again. For it is, but when you're starting it off with a stress, you know, with you know, 
in your throwing shoulder, you're having those types of issues that are going to be more long-term effects. You're shut down for four weeks. You don't know when you're going to get back up. I mean, he was ramping up to get game ready in this came across. Yeah. So you're going to have to go back to square one and, and try to get back into the swing of things. How bad, far back are the Mets going to be by the time he's back? They don't have the lineup to match with the Braves and the Phillies. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, if, I you, if you want to think Starling Marte is going to fix all your problems, then you're not you're you're not looking in the right places. I definitely think that they'll they can be there. They have the potential. All they need to do, is, like, if as long as Scherzer at least is healthy, I I know that he's dealing with his own issues. But if at least he can have a good start to the first half of the season, I think that that Mets can to tread water at least and not be too far behind in the race. I don't see them falling like way to the bottom. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, I but think... not, not a threat to win it. I don't think I, in my opinion, the Braves will be taking it. Um, I think I've... the it's better. Phillies and Braves will be closer for sure. I've, and then another storyline out of the NL East that doesn't really involve the contenders is out of the Washington nationals. What happens with Juan Soto? Does he get a contract extension or is he traded at the deadline for a Kings ransom? We're going to find out. Um, but the Yankees are one of those teams that could be in on Soto. So keep an eye on that, especially if you're a Yankees fan. Now, nothing Brian nice. Cashman has done um, would show that the Yankees would be in serious consideration for Juan Soto, but you never know. It'd be nice. It I'll would. <laughs> it would be nice. Um, before we move any further, we do have the NL Central and NL West to get to. I do want to remind everyone that we are sponsored by Mohawk Honda. And this spring is the perfect time to get top dollar for your trade-in with the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Same day check in your hand the day you trade in your vehicle. The new vehicle's inventory continues to roll in at Mohawk Honda. So to follow those newest vehicles coming in, follow Mohawk Honda on their Facebook, Twitter, and social media platforms. And head over to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page to find out more about this year's pet adoption clinic scheduled for April 24th. All of Mohawk Honda's sales and leasing consultants will work with you to find the best vehicle for your budget and lifestyle. Visit Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York this spring. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Let's go to the NL Central, Taylor, and this is another I, – I, it, it seems like the playing field in baseball this year is starting to level out. Like you have the teams that clearly have no interest in competing, but you also have teams that are really going to be pushing each other and makes for some interesting divisional races, and we have another one in the NL Central. When you look at the Brewers, the Cardinals – um, that, that, those two teams right there are going to be neck and neck. I think coming down the line, Milwaukee returns one of the best, um, rotations in all of baseball, um, which will keep them competitive in the NL. Um, question is whether it can win games without it. I mean, let, you know, you have Brandon Woodruff, Cor Corbin Burns. Um, but do you have the offense, um, really to keep up with it. It's kind of like the same conversation we just had with the Mets, right? Like they have the rotation, but put, can they put runs up on the board? Um, Christian Yelich having a bounce back season would go huge for the Milwaukee Brewers this year. And then obviously with the Cardinals, they have about as much firepower as any lineup in all 
of baseball, um, whether it be Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, they brought him back, Albert Pujols, um, Tyler O'Neill out in the outfield, Tommy Edmond. Um, that this is a good Cardinals team. Cubs in rebuild mode, Reds in rebuild mode, and the Pirates are the Pirates. So we're really just looking at the Cardinals and the Brewers right now. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a two-team race. I don't see either of the other teams even coming close uh, to matching them. And yeah, they, they both had, had pretty good seasons uh, last year. And I, I don't know. I, I think that the, the Brewers, if they can continue being as dominant pitching as they are, um, I think that they have a good chance to to get to win the division again. But I, I honestly, if 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 you know St. Louis is playing very well, then it, it's going to be close. And you know, one injury here or there, you never know what's going to happen. And, and if like the Brewers can't stay healthy pitching wise, then you know it's going to be a tall task to keep up with uh, St. Louis. So I I, I really do think it's going to be really close like the whole season this might come down to the last couple weeks for sure as much as much as i like milwaukee i I really think the cardinals are the best team in that division i love their lineup i think their pitching is very underrated um and and I, i the cardinals are always a symbol of consistency out of the nl central they always seem to be competitive year in and year out so i am going to go with the cardinals and i think the brewers miss out on the playoffs entirely and we're going to get to why here in a second and that's with the nl west um look i I mean this is the dodgers world and we're all just kind of playing you know in it and we we understand (laughs) that that um, is so true. Um, the Dodgers, <laughs> I mean, what can you say, right? Um, their, their, their top three of their lineup is Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner. Uh, their pitching is not as elite as it has been, but it's still very good, led by Walker Bueller. Um, whatever the rotation is lacking is going to be made up of what is widely considered the most loaded. If the Phillies lineup is not the most loaded lineup in baseball when it comes to firepower, the Dodgers is. And I believe the Dodgers is. I mean, they lost Corey Seager, and you're not even going to notice. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's absolutely stupid what this Dodgers team does year in and year out. Um, I don't expect this team to be any different when it comes to what they do this year. I think they're kind of matchup proof and injury proof to an extent. Like I don't, I don't see this Dodgers team uh, really stumbling. Yeah. Cody Bellinger has struggled in spring again. There's concerns there about that, but I mean, look, you have Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux coming in, joining Mookie Betts and, you know, Freddie Freeman and it's just, I mean, come on. Trey Turner goes back to his natural spot because of Corey Seager leaving. This is a dumb, stupid lineup and the Dodgers are the favorite once again. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It's dumb, stupid. It's incredible that they've been able to build the team that they have. It's absolutely stacked. And you know they don't even have to stay healthy. It doesn't no. matter because they have they I have know. so much depth at everywhere. It, it, it's it's just ridiculous. Like they're the team that can lose their best pitcher mid, right before the playoffs and still win. Like like it, it's just it. The Dodgers are crazy. Um, and so yeah, I, 
easily I'm going to take them to win this division. I mean, now let's be clear though. Like this is not a cakewalk division. No. Um, you have the giants who are very, very good. Um, surprised a lot of people last year. Um, the betting line of over under 85 and a half wins though this year suggests that last year was either a fluke or the giants are expected to take a major step back. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think the giants were as good as they were last year, finishing one Oh seven and 55. But... I remember like this time of year, like a year ago when we yeah. were literally talking about this and yeah. like how we, or it was, it was mid season. It was like the early, yeah. early season where we thought, Oh no, this giants, they, they've been, they've been good, but like they're, they're not going to keep doing this. And then they just kept, on doing it and i i don't know i i have it it seems more fluky than not they have a very good rotation obviously with logan webb they brought in carlos rodon which is huge alex cobb anthony de sclafani and alex wood shore up that rotation but they did lose buster posey and chris bryant buster posey retired chris bryant went to colorado in the division um so they, they lost some firepower. So the Giants are going to struggle to put up runs. Um, we're going to see. I, I'm sure they will take a step back. But how big of one, we don't know. Then it goes to the Padres. Like every, I mean, the Padres are one of the most fascinating teams to me because their rotation right now is absolutely loaded. They just put Clevenger on the I.L. Um, but, I mean, after all, a couple of the trades they did, they have so many pitchers that they don't even know what to do with. But the problem is, this is supposed to be the redemption year, right? They went all in a year ago and it couldn't stay healthy and underperformed at times. Um, problem, Fernando Tatis is going to be out for up to three months with that fractured wrist. He suffered in a motor. I mean, he went full on Yoan assessment is, uh, <laughs> suffered a fractured wrist in a motorcycle accident during the lockout. Um, they traded for Luke Foyt for an extra at bat. I know. Um, <laughs> so exciting, right? Um, yeah. This is still a very good team, though. Uh, obviously, they still have Manny Machado in the mix. Um, but this is a Padres team without Fernando Tatis. They're going to struggle to keep pace with a Dodgers team that's fully locked and loaded. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just come down to... I don't know if any team, and it seems like in all of baseball almost, that has the firepower to keep up with the Dodgers. It's just, this team is ridiculous. Like, I can't say enough about it. It's like the Warriors in in basketball. Like, at this Mm -hmm. point, they are reaching that level where they have, like, you know, the potential to have like six all-stars or more on their team. Like it's, it's, it's just thing about it outside of, you know, two years ago, they haven't, it's never materialized. We talk about the Dodgers every single year. Look how loaded the Dodgers are. Look at the Dodgers. Who's going to beat the Dodgers? Somebody beats the Dodgers. And it's just, you know, that's hard to predict. That's the beauty of baseball that, I mean, if you get cold at the wrong time, and this goes, this applies to any sport, but if you get cold at the wrong time, especially in baseball, and you can't piece together runs, you're going to get swept out of the playoffs quicker than you can count to one. You can't predict baseball, Susan. You can't predict that. Well, baseball, or well, (laughs) well, Susan, that's baseball. You can't predict baseball john sterling and susan walman our guy oh boy um and then you have the rockies in the division as well um 
I, I don't understand the Rockies. I, I really don't because like <laughs> Who does? You, had no, you had Nolan Arenado, right? And yeah. he's the same age as Chris Bryant. You could also argue he's better than Chris Bryant. You traded said Nolan Arenado and then proceeded <laughs> to pay Chris Bryant more money to come play <laughs> in Colorado Makes with the same, with the same situation. The Rockies failed to trade John Gray or Trevor Story before last year's deadline. They both walked, um, and they got nothing for it. It's just a very – you know a team is bad when it signs a star like Chris Bryant and is still projected to be worse than the previous year. That's just how you I, – look, I mean, Chris Bryant got his money. Good for him because he clearly does not prioritize uh, winning um, Yeah, because you're not going to do much of it in Colorado. Um, and then you also have the Diamondbacks who could very well be if the Oakland A's or the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't the worst teams in baseball. Um, Come on. The There's Arizona no Diamondbacks way. will be. There's no way anyone is losing more games than the A's. I, 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 it would be hard for me to believe that. Maybe they go full Billy Bean. Just like <laughs> they they like go that. they go money ball and like make this – dramatic push the a's yeah that would be amazing i'd be all it's for also, it it's also it's also not gonna happen no, uh, <laughs> are you kidding me no not gonna happen but um yeah no it's, it's all right it, the a's are gonna be the, i think they'll be the worst i do too uh <laughs> i do too uh, let's, no one. <laughs> let's let's look at our World Series here. When when it all comes down to it, we we looked at who was going to win the divisions, teams that we think could be in the wild card. Um, obviously, baseball has expanded the playoffs now, so there's more teams that are going to be involved later. Um, but when it comes down to it, who is going to be in the World Series at the end of the day? We have our top teams, right? I mean, there's this clear, you know, probably four to six teams that realistically have a shot at the World Series this year. Yes, I would say, yeah. Uh, um, so I think it's a cop out to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to say that I think the Dodgers will make the World Series, but. And I know that oh, someone always beats them, but the thing is, I can't predict who's going to beat them because on paper, this team should be beaten by no one. Um, so I am going to pick uh, the Dodgers to come out um, of the NL and, and represent in the the on that side of things. And then for the AL, <laughs> Otis is so distracting. He's very distracting. He's, he's very cute. Um I am an honest person, and as much as this pains me to say it, I'm going to predict Boston <coughs> to come out of the AL. And, Boston? And really? Like, and I say this with... I just think I'm interested the, to hear why. I just think the addition of Trevor Story um, on, on an already decent team, like they, they were really competitive last year for the most part. Um, I just think that adding Trevor Story is is as a piece that's really going to push them over the edge. And I, I just think that they, it, it's their year. I think I just, I just got a feeling and it's a terrible feeling that they're going to, to oh, run away saying, with the NL East. So you're saying win. rock red Sox and Dodgers. Okay. 
Um, I am going to go. I really hate that. I'm going to go with the Dodgers in the National yeah, League. I don't know how you pick. The I, I don't Even know. Though I know that they might. Be I would. Mean, but I like, would. I would love I to know. say the Phillies are going to shock the world. Um, <laughs> well, at least you're more uh, sensible than that. But I mean, they. <laughs> well, might. I'm not saying the Yankees. I mean, I wish. I wish that the Yankees would. But Phillies have a better I, shot I, I than the Yankees this rival. year. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I really like Toronto this year. I that do. much. That I much? like Toronto. I think they're. I think this is a Toronto team that is ready to explode when it comes to reaching their wow. potential. They have the lineup. They have the pitching. Um, this is a team that I seriously expect to push for a World Series this year. I am going to go with the Dodgers and the Blue Jays in the World Series with the Dodgers winning it all. Yeah, I picked the Dodgers to win. Obviously, I mean, again, I, it's so hard on paper to pick. It like it's it literally like 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 I said like in the NBA with the Warriors it's like when they were in the playoffs it's like well I think the Warriors are gonna win the title because who else is gonna beat them and you don't expect the injuries or whatever in Toronto to come out of that one time so like it's it, the Dodgers the same way they're that good that it just I don't I can't see on paper a team beating them in the beginning of the season like I don't I don't know like who knows at the end of the season it'll maybe be different but we'll right. see yeah I. I mean, I'm just excited. Baseball's back. I really yeah, am looking forward to, to whole baseball. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I nailed down. I'm going down to Philly 4th of July weekend. They have a, a three-game series against the Cardinals. That'll be fun. Nice. Um, nice. Hopefully, maybe I'll see the Phillies at City Field. Um, when the weather gets a little warmer, I don't really want to freeze my ass off at a baseball game. That just doesn't seem very fun. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, baseball's back. And then, um, next week I'm trying to think, I'm trying to play out our month of April. Um, next week we'll probably talk some NBA as the playoffs, as the playoffs are now approaching. We, we just haven't had the time to talk NBA, but the playoffs are coming. And then the week after I'm in Puerto Rico for my wedding. So we won't be recording that week. Um, and then we'll have our show after that leading up to the draft, which mm-hmm. is – so we'll have our show that we record on Tuesday. And then we – I know there's a location confirmed for that, for the Godzilla Media draft party. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles are making <laughs> moves left and right, preparing themselves. So, I mean, they swindled the Saints out of uh, – I mean – got another first for next year um yeah, but should I, be you know that you know and, and i did you see ian rapaport's uh tweet this trade brought a spot brought to you by the indianapolis colts yeah i'm just interested to see what the saints do with that pick because it seems like a lot to move up but like the funny the but the funny thing spot. is so the saints so the saints have two picks and the eagles have two picks the saints move acquired these picks but the eagles still trade in or still select in front of the saints both times i know the eagles it's, have 15 the saints have 16 the eagles well, it have seems eight. like that, that that's why because the colts don't have a first round pick obviously we've been through this so 
I have nothing yeah. particularly that I'm looking forward to because I, I like it doesn't really matter to me what everyone else does. I mean, it this, matters because I'm interested. This in is this my team, most but. anticipated draft I could remember in years. That's what as I mean. Like, I don't have that. So what I'm interested in, especially now that this trade happens, is the picks because you're going to be sitting next to me as the Eagles pick. Oh, yeah. You better hope Howie doesn't fuck it up. <laughs> he probably will because I mean he's Howie. Um, so I, I, I swindled your <laughs> ass. Yeah, in trades, but he's not the best at draft. Hey, last year was pretty good. Last okay. year was pretty good. It was, it, was okay. Okay. Smith. it was okay. Yeah, and what did he do? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was your best receiver, but it wasn't hard to be the best receiver because of the other draft picks he's done. <laughs> That's why we're going to um, draft Jamison Williams, and it's going to be fine. Anyway. Um, or Chris Olave. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm excited. You think he's going to go wide receiver again? Well, with one of the two picks, I think he's going to, I think he's going to go linebacker pass rush and I think he's going to go wide receiver. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, But anyway, I'm excited to see that because it must've been like the saints probably like, I don't know if they could confirm with the Eagles. Obviously the Eagles aren't going to tell them exactly who they're going to pick, but they could tell them who they're not going to pick. I I think, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles and the saints have different priorities. this year. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, it's like, I just, cause, cause you're right. Like I saw that and I was like, that's interesting that like the Eagles traded with them, but they're still picking like right before them twice. So it was like, they obviously are not worried about the Eagles picking who they want. Well, and um, the I'm Saints, interested to see why they gave up so much. Who they're, who they're it's all, it's already been tossed out there that the Saints and the Jets are talking for that tenth pick. Like they're going to pair a couple mm-hmm. picks that they acquired and move up to ten. I think they like. I mean, you and I have talked recently about it. Like, I mean, if you want a quarterback, this is not the year to want a quarterback. This no. is why I'm really. Right. Th- I mean, how he took this, like the way he structured it this year, is. This is Jalen Hurts' year. Like, you're either going to go for it, or we have the ammunition to go get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud next year. So it's on you, Jalen. And I'm happy that they did that. Like, as much as I would have loved to have three first-round picks this year, to get that second pick next year and to have the ammunition, if you – now, keep in mind, one of those picks is the Saints. And the Saints are supposed to be a hot, heaping pile of dog shit this year, so they might not (laughs) need to move up. But they have the Saints pick. So – my logic is they either have the ammunition to move up or they're already going to be there because of the Saints to just take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I mean, I think they're going to have to be one too, but we'll see. Well, that's why I'm like, I'm like New Orleans. What are you doing? Like, why? Like, why would you do this? They like Malik Willis. But like, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see that because I want to know why the Saints made this move. Like, who are they looking for? And I do like trades in in draft those are always fun so maybe they're they're just using those for further ammunition to move up but still you're not getting a quarterback if that's what you're looking for and obviously you know they they do need a quarterback uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the quarterbacks actually fall like is there going to be a rush in the top 10 to you know overpay for one of these quarterbacks that's probably not going to pan out to be a franchise quarterback i mean probably, there might be one do. in this batch because there is always one but nobody in this draft class really excites me and so the week before we'll we'll do our we'll do a sports with a z and a t mock draft first round mock draft that week and kind of break it all down um but yeah there's only two two uh episodes left in the month of april for us because like I said, we'll have next week. Then I'm in Puerto Rico for my wedding, 
and then uh, draft. So yeah. that's the and month next of week, April. NBA <laughs> playoff preview. That'll be fun. That'll be real fun. Trust the process, baby. <laughs> yeah, sure. MVP'd. Uh, maybe. Don't know about that. If he doesn't, maybe. if he doesn't win the MVP, I will not watch the NBA ever again. Like I that is such a crime. I don't think. I don't that think is, he's gonna win. How did he's the dude is averaging forty points over the past two weeks? How is he not? Because other players are also doing good things. Like it's, it's like I I know you don't want to hear it, but Jokic then, is pretty damn good. Okay, guess what? Guess who's better? Yeah, but how can you say it? by what measurement? By what metric? Any metric. What do you mean by game what one metric? He beats him at points per game. I'll give you that one. Embiid, Embiid scores more points in general over the course of the entire season. We're not talking a month. Month season is just one month. It's a whole year. Right. And before, games. The, before the trade deadline, Embiid by himself had the Sixers a game out of first place. Yeah. By himself. And 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 Jokic is by himself, and he has the uh the 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 why am I the nuggets, the nuggets in the yeah in the in, in like the fifth seed in a similar record yeah but the but the records are very very similar the east it's is not... the east is more competitive and deeper what? I hear that more competitive and deeper than the west yes yes there's no way you look at you look at the Sixers you look at the Bucks you look at the Heat you look at the Celtics you need four teams. Yeah, you have the Warriors and the you have the Suns and the Warriors. The Memphis, the, the I don't. I'm not buying into. Like I like Memphis a lot, but Memphis I'm not buying into Memphis. You don't have to buy into them, but you have to give them their props for the season. We're not talking playoffs. We're talking the season. That's why they're the fourth seed or whatever they are, fifth seed. But they have the yeah, same amount know. of wins. Wait, I don't is know Memphis are, actually? I think Memphis no. Memphis is, is three, like the, aren't they? I was talking about they, the Nuggets. Three? Nuggets. Oh, the Nuggets. I think they're five, four, or five. Yeah. Yeah, four or five. They're in there somewhere. I'm not looking at it right now, so obviously. No, I don't um, have but, the time or energy. <laughs> but like, um, you, but the wins are similar, so it's like you, we can have more discussions on this next week. We probably should wrap it up because that's we hit an hour and this my could go on. My my throat hurts. I we can I go don't for another talk. two hours of that. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. So next week <laughs> be a long episode. So um, this was. Uh, another good week. Hopefully, uh, you know my voice is a little better. I thank it you. It actually for... wasn't bad. To be it fair. got it actually. To be when honest, were... it got better as I, I I think because all day like I try not to talk because I know it's bad. So like as I'm talking, like it's starting to like loosen up maybe a little no, bit. Yeah. I don't because, know because <clears throat> off, off air right before we got on, oh. he was like, oh, I'm talking like this. I we'll see if it's gonna be a good day. And then he gets on and he sounds you sound pretty normal. Like you just <laughs> Well I, I, I'm trying to like I I apologize for like coughing through. the mic, but like Yeah. And believe it or not, cough drops and Dr. Pepper. I may have found the the next solution. Um but yeah Hopefully uh, next week I won't sound like Darth Vader on on a pack of darts. Um, uh, so this, like I said, this week got through. Next week, NBA, wedding, NFL draft 
Busy month of April, Taylor. Busy month of April. Yes, um, sir. This was Sports with a Z and a T. We would like to thank all our listeners for tuning in. Keep in mind, you can find us on any platform, Spotify, Apple, and or YouTube. Make sure you rate on Spotify. Our Twitter handles are below. They have been below all episode long. And we are also sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply and Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Already have my appointment for the day before my wedding. Um, well, not the day before my wedding, the day before I go down for my wedding um, with Jeremiah to hook me up with a nice cut. So <clears throat> going to lock that in. And uh, yeah, any any final closing thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Um, no, uh, everyone have a great week. And make sure you like and subscribe and and comment and rate us. You can rate us on Spotify. Um, Follow us. Get our notifications every time we drop a new episode. You'll be the first to know. Um, Yeah. Tell your friends about us. There's no higher honor. There's no higher (laughs) honor. Hey, if you set your notifications to the pops up when uh, when we drop an episode... I think that you're pretty cool. <laughs> That's it. That's all if you, you got like for us. Th- hey, if you like us that much, like I appreciate it. We we appreciate. Yeah, no, it. we do. We do support our our loyal listeners, and I know there are. I know you're out there. Out there, yeah. There there oh, are there, some out there. There are a few out there at the very least. Um, I don't know <laughs> if we're still getting views from Germany or not, but uh... <laughs> hey, we keep our German people happy. <laughs> All that soccer we talk about. You except know? I was gonna say, except we never <laughs> talk about soccer. Uh, and we never. Well, maybe we'll we'll talk um, about the World Cup. Hey, USA made the World Cup. That's big news because we didn't last time, which was so embarrassing. But happily happy that we made it. Yay, soccer! Um, <laughs> hey, the World Cup. Yeah. Please. Ooh, soccer. <laughs> Ooh. Um, everybody have a safe week out there enjoy the rest of it enjoy the weekend and uh, we will catch you next week right here on sports with a z and a t for taylor i am bryce we are out